welcome to Incorrect Music Theories, a show that looks at music through the lens of the absurd, the literal, and the just plain weird. I'm your host, Tim Boffman Jr. Are you ready for another song analysis sure to go weird places and frustrate? Cool, me too. For this episode, we're going to take a look at the song Area Codes by Ludacris featuring Nate Dogg and ask a simple question. Could Ludacris become President of the United States if people in, and only in, the area codes in which he has hoes have voted for him? Before we begin, we're going to need to set some ground rules to start with. First off, the advent of cell phones has made it difficult to determine where someone lives solely based on their area code. I've had a phone number beginning with a 419 area code for 12 years now. Despite living in 419, 740, 440, and 480 in that time. So, we're going to have to take some liberties with how we get our estimates. Rather than going based on how many people have a 419 area code, we'd take our best guess at population based on available population data, either through Wikipedia or through sites that use census data like districtbuilder.org. Second, We'll be analyzing this using both the electoral votes allotted to states for the 2020 election, based on the 2010 census, and based on early census estimates for the 2020 census, allowing us to allocate votes for the 2024 election. At the time of writing this episode, while the 2020 census has been completed, redistricting for the 2020-2030 census cycle is still in progress, hence having to use estimates accordingly. For those unfamiliar with how the Electoral College allocates votes, every state gets a minimum of two Electoral College votes, one per each senator. Every state also gets at least one vote for the House of Representatives. The remaining votes are divided out proportionally to each state based on population. This determines both the number of representatives a state has in the House, and how many additional electoral college votes they get. Third, we're going to assume that Ludacris gets all of the votes in a given area code in which he has a hoe, but none for any area codes in which he does not have a hoe. We're going to be completing this analysis using area code boundaries as of November 3rd, 2020 for a hypothetical 2020 election. For the 2024 election, we'll be using the area code boundaries as of June 30th, 2023, as that is the latest U.S. area code planned implementation available as of this writing. Fortunately, this causes no differences in the results of any given state, so all results end up being the same at a state level, regardless of which area code boundary we're going by. Now, as for why we have to do this, it's because area codes are often split or overlaid by other area codes as population of an area grows. Splits are easy to handle, as a geographic boundary is made delineating where one area code ends and another begins. As for overlays, there aren't a lot of them, and they tend to be in major metro areas, including several in this song. Overlays have become more popular over time, and we'll talk about that more as the episode goes on. If a new area code is a true overlay, we'll count it as being the same area for purposes of the song. 
If, however, an overlay area code were to overlay two different area codes, we'd only count the population associated with the area code mentioned in the song. Finally, uh, I'll be adding some maps to go along with the numbers and scenarios I'm discussing today to the transcript of this show. As a reminder, show notes, transcripts, and other various items can be found at incorrectmusictheories.wordpress.com. So if you're having trouble visualizing some of the stuff I'll talk through in this episode, there'll be maps and whatnot available for you there. Are you ready? Let's do this. First off, let's immediately address states in which Ludacris would get zero votes due to his lack of hose in any of these states' area codes. These states would all go in full to Ludacris' opponent, who we're just going to assume is Nate Dog for sake of this discussion, considering he's the other artist in this song. I get that Ludacris would likely have Nate Dogg as his running mate considering they did this song together, but I have zero desire to start rapper-related arguments that I'm no way qualified or knowledgeable enough to have, so just, just humor me. Now, as for those states that Ludacris would receive no votes in, they would all go to Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg would receive all electoral votes for the states of Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Utah, Vermont, Wyoming, and West Virginia. Now, it's a lot of states, right? Yeah, but it's not a lot of electoral votes. In fact, Capturing all of these states would only bring Nate Dogg to 126 electoral votes in our 2020 election. The 2024 map would be nearly identical, only with Nate Dogg picking up 127 votes rather than the 126 in the 2020 election. Next, we're going to attack the states that are easy to analyze comparatively. This means that either the state has just a single area code, the state has a single area code with one or more overlays that go over the same area without a split, or the area codes in question take up such an overwhelming percentage of the population that no real math is required here. This means that the following states and or districts go to ludicrous. The District of Columbia, which is including the 202 code area code with an overlay, Hawaii housing the 808 area code, Maryland, which has both 301 and 410 mentioned in the song, and those cover 100% of Maryland. Nebraska, which has three counties in the 402 area code that make up over 51% of the state's population by themselves, although this one comes with a special caveat, and we'll come right back to that. And finally, Nevada. Clark County, which is overlaid completely by the 702 area code, makes up 73%, roughly, of Nevada's population. And that's it. Those are the easy ones. That brings our total to 127 votes for Nate Dogg, and 27 for Ludacris in the 2020 election, and 128 to 27 being the score in 2024. Now, for those of you keeping score at home, you might have noticed that Nate Dogg gained another electoral vote in there. 
This is because Nebraska is one of two states, the other being Maine, that splits their electoral votes based on congressional district. While Nebraska's second and third congressional districts in 2020 lie heavily in the 402 area code, the first district is nearly completely outside of it. Thus, Nate Dogg wins the first congressional district for Nebraska. While early maps have been drawn for 2024, it's looking like Nebraska will be drawn in a very similar manner in 2024. So I'm going to make the assumption that both Nate Dogg and Ludacris win the same districts in Nebraska in both cases for ease of calculation. Next, let's move on to states I can easily get detailed population estimates for, thanks either to districtbuilder and or areacodes.com. Here's how this breaks down. Two states are won by Ludacris, those being Alabama, which has about 3 million people in the 205 and 334 area codes, and only about 1.8 in the rest of the state, and Georgia, having 5.4 million in the 770 and 404, and 5.12 million in the rest of the state. Nate Dogg, however, picks up the states of California, Connecticut, Florida, Illinois, Indiana, Texas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. Now, after all of that, can't be looking good for Ludacris, right? The answer is no. They're horrible. A 486 to 52 Electoral College win by Nate Dogg over Ludacris would be the largest margin of victory since 1984, and that's what we're looking at. But with that said, there's a couple of states that Nate Dogg wins that I want to talk about a little bit more in detail. Uh, both within this existing framework and then later on as we go through and examine this in a little deeper detail. The first of which is Texas. Texas presents us with a bit of an unclear situation as Ludacris has hosts in four different area codes, but it's a double overlay situation, making it unclear exactly how many votes each rapper would get. Let's hypothetically say that you give Ludacris the most generous assessment possible, allowing Texas to flip in his favor. This would bring the 2020 electoral margin to 448 for Nate Dogg, 90 for Ludacris, and the 2024 margin would drift from 487 to 51 to a score of 446 to 92. Now this isn't looking good to say the least. The chances of comeback here, even as a result of bad math, would be kind of ludicrous. Now, a bit earlier in the episode, I pointed out that we're using current area code boundaries to determine if Ludacris could win the presidency. But what if we went back to the boundaries from when the song was released in 2001? How much of an impact would that make to our end result? Ultimately, not all that much. Louisiana's split of the 985 area code off of 504 in 2001 allows Ludacris to pick up that state quite easily. Ludacris would also make significant gains in Florida, 
Virginia, and Tennessee due to area code splits, but not enough to make those states close, never mind a win. Now, if we go with the 2001 area code boundaries and just assume Texas is fucky as we discussed before, we now have a situation where the margin drops to a score of 440 electoral votes for Nate Dogg and 98 for Ludacris in the case of the 2020 electoral map. Well, Ludacris is finally able to crack triple digits in the estimated 2024 map, only losing 438 to 100 now. Sadly, though, that's still a big margin. All seems to be lost. Except it might not be. Per Wikipedia, Ludacris' oldest child was born in August of 2001. Based on this, we can fairly safely assume that Ludacris was, at minimum, participating in sexual intercourse in the year of 2000. We also know that the album Area Codes is featured on, word of mouth, was largely written in 2000, so we for sure have an additional year of Area Code consolidation to play with here. Ludacris was born in 1977, which places him solidly in the Generation X cohort. Assuming conservatively that Ludacris lost his virginity at the average reported age for someone in his cohort of 18 years old, that would place the event in question in 1995. Considering the raw number of reported hoes he has, I feel like this might be too conservative of an estimate, but it's the best we got. I mean, it's not like I have Ludacris' phone number to ask him about this. So then, let's assume we are going with area codes based on what they were set to at the start of 1995. What does our electoral map look like then? To answer that, we need to stray away from electoral math for a moment and talk about telecommunications policy and history. Now, despite this podcast being pre-recorded, I just know in my soul that I can hear several of you groaning at that previous sentence, particularly anyone who went to college with me and took telecommunication law. It was the only class I reliably showed up for because it was the most interesting one, and because it didn't start till 2 p.m. In the United States and Canada, there's a concept known as number pooling that exists with telecommunication carriers these days. Basically what happens is that phone companies get numbers assigned to them by central offices in small batches that are run by geographic rate centers. Once that batch of numbers is exhausted, a carrier can go back and get more. Now this all came about thanks to the development of the North American Numbering Plan in 1940. Uh, it's a policy that still exists to this day to help allocate phone numbers in the United States, Canada, and Caribbean nations. For a long time, the process was that carriers were assigned numbers in large batches that could not be ported from carrier to carrier. This meant that if you had a phone number with AT&T, you had to get a new phone number if you changed to Verizon, and vice versa or with any phone company change from one to another. However, now that the concept of pooling exists, this is no longer the case, and you can move your number from provider to provider, presuming you've paid your bills and any applicable porting fees. Combine that with the philosophical change from area code splitting to area code overlays, and splits are significantly less common than they used to be. Coincidentally, what year did both number pooling and area code overlays really take off in popularity? thanks largely to corporate lobbying in Congress by Verizon and AT&T? That'd be 2001. Back 
leads to that question about the 1995 electoral map, though. In the 20 years between 2001 and 2020, there was only enough activity to flip either one or two states, depending on how you count Texas. Six years can't do all that much, theoretically. And at any other time in the history of area codes, I think that would be true. But the span from 1995 to 2001 saw an explosion of area codes in use across the U.S. This is in part what drove the aforementioned push by AT&T and Verizon for overlay area codes. As for how it impacts us, it means that several area codes that were split during that six-year span can be condensed from an electoral standpoint. Considering the fact that 38 of the 43 area codes in the song have a zero or one as a middle digit, which was a requirement under the North American numbering plan prior to 1995, this actually serves us well. Connecticut, Mississippi, and South Carolina completely flipped from Nate Dog to Ludacris as they were covered by a single area code in 1995. Louisiana also goes to a situation where it's covered by two area codes, both of which Ludacris had hose in, but it had already flipped in the 2001 instance, so this isn't a huge positive for us. Florida and Kentucky go from being large wins for Nate Dog to actually very close wins in favor of Ludacris. Missouri's vote count nearly quadruples, going from around 969,000 in 2001 to being just under 4 million in 1995. Washington's vote count for Ludacris increases by nearly 12 times. Despite all that, Ludacris comes up short again. With the 2020 electoral map, Nate Dogg picks up a 359 to 179 win utilizing 1995 area code boundaries, while with the 2024 map that victory is cut to 355 to 183. I tried to make this work. I really did. I even went through the lyrics of every single song on word of mouth after the fact to see if there was any hope for additional flips. That said, nearly every reference was either to states that already went for Ludacris, such as Georgia or Texas, were for specific cities that already had fell in an area code he'd listed, like Memphis or Atlanta, or were too vague for me to do anything with. In one song, he calls someone in Ohio. The real lesson here is that after writing you know, 2,700 words in a script devoted to discussing Ludacris' sex life as it could hypothetically apply to politics, I should probably get all up out of his business. Thank you for listening to this episode of Incorrect Music Theories. If you like this episode and want to support the show, be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and rate the show five stars on iTunes or your other listening platforms. Show notes, transcripts, and other goodies can be found on the show blog incorrectmusictheories.wordpress.com. For those of you interested in the maps related to this show, be sure to check it out there. It will all be posted shortly after the show releases. Share the show with your friends, your enemies, and your cat. You can also support the show by pledging to me directly at patreon.com forward slash Tim Boffman Jr. This episode was written, edited, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Tim Boffman Jr. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Love you. Bye.